Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Morning Line. Line up, ladies! Welcome in on this uh, Tuesday. Tuesday sounds good. Welcome in Tuesday. It is January the 14th, 2020, people, 2020, as we said goodbye to the 2019 college football season last night. We crowned a champion, and what a champion uh, they are. Congratulations to the LSU Tigers getting the job done against the Clemson Tigers, one Tiger beating another Tiger. LSU, Joe Burrow, Ed Audron, uh, you name it, go down the uh, go down the list. The LSU Tigers are national champions, and what a season it was. Some even talking this morning could possibly be one of the greatest college football seasons ever, as Joe Burrow uh, just completed a historic, and I mean historic college football season, guys. The numbers are astronomical when you look at it and what he was able to do. 42-25 to was the final. Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow, national champion now. Joe Burrow, the first first guy to actually win a Heisman and then go on to win the national championship. And the last person to do that was Jameis Winston back in 2013. So let's hope he doesn't throw nearly as many interceptions or let's hope he doesn't like crab legs. Uh, But 463 yards is what Joe Burrow finished the night with, guys. 463 yards, 31 to 49, six touchdowns, five passing, uh, one rushing. He had zero, and I mean zero turnovers. He also set new national title game records for passing yards and touchdowns, and he broke a former Clemson Tigers record for total yards in a championship game, that being Deshaun Watson. And then, of course, broke the NCAA season, single season record for touchdown passes in the process. All in all, pretty darn good season, pretty darn good night for the LSU Tigers and Ed Ogeron and his coaching staff, uh, especially his offensive coordinator, um, Steve Ensminger, who uh, his passing game coordinator, Joe Brady, who brought a little of that uh, New Orleans Saints offense along with him in that passing game uh, and the way that they were able to transform pretty much over a year's time. An LSU program that was never known for quarterback play, never known for passing the ball. It was, think Leonard Fournette, guys. uh, That is what LSU has always been. They've always been a team that, More talent than anybody in the SEC. More talent than uh, most teams in the country, but they just couldn't get it done, mostly because whenever they faced quarterbacks uh, that could actually air the ball out, that was where they had the biggest problem. And the up-tempo spread attack that was adopted, taking a page out of, ironically enough, the same building that they played in last night, the home of the New Orleans Saints, You kind of felt like you were watching a little bit of Saints football there, didn't you? 
Kind of felt like you had uh, Drew Brees, who was uh, also pretty funny. It was Joe Burrow's idol growing up. He was a big Drew Brees uh, fan, and uh, yep, kind of looked a, a lot like him there last night as he just carved up the Clemson defense. It was a pretty darn good game early on as Clemson had a 17-7 to lead early in the first half there. And then you got to give credit to Ed Ogeron and to that, to the coaching staff of the LSU Tigers. Love Dabo Sweeney, Brett Venerable, love those guys. But a lot of their success over the years has come from their ability to in-game adapt, halftime adjustments, and to really out-coach the guys on the other sideline. And that did not happen last night. Ed Audron and his crew identified what Clemson was doing, and certainly defensively as well as offensively, they were able to adapt, they were able to adjust, and once they did that in the second half, they were able to really in the second quarter just kind of blow the doors off, scoring you know three touchdowns in the second quarter alone there on their way to a, uh, a rather easy 42 to 25 uh, victory there. So Clemson, unfortunately, got uh, was the I, I believe their best uh, their linebacker. They're actually one of their leading tacklers gets thrown out in the third quarter for a targeting hit. Uh, that was a problem. There were a couple of very iffy calls that uh, went against, including a touchdown that was called back because of offensive pass interference. Of course, I'm pretty sure nobody in Ohio uh, or Ohio State fans were crying uh, for Clemson there, getting a player thrown out for targeting or uh, seemed to be getting flags thrown uh, against them all night. It was a rough night. LSU uh, beat them, and Trevor Lawrence, unfortunately, did not have a good game and uh, missing wide receivers everywhere. And when it came down to it, one team made a lot more plays, uh, a quarterback, a star in the making, without a doubt, Joe Burrow, uh, proved once again that the number one pick coming up in the draft for those Cincinnati Bengals going to be very hard to pass up uh, Joe Burrow there, who just uh, looks the part. You can't ask him to do anything more than what the kid has absolutely done for LSU and for his own career. He will be the number one pick. And unlike uh, a couple of years ago, seeing guys like uh, Baker Mayfield come out or uh, even last year, another uh, Oklahoma quarterback uh, coming out, there's something about Joe Burrow, I think, watching him play, guys, where you just think, I don't know, it feels very Drew Brees-ish, only... He's got a hell of a lot more legs, and his ability to be able to escape the pocket is not something you can teach, guys. And he did it on a number of occasions uh, last night there, using his legs, his ability to be able to escape, not get sacked, uh, not turn the ball over, all attributes that really give him a great shot at being very successful in the NFL. So congratulations to LSU who not only covered as a uh, four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite, the total closed at 66-and-a-half. The final, 67 points, guys. The over cashed last night. Much more to get to on this game, plus the suspensions heard around the world, as well as the firings of Major League Baseball. We'll talk about that next year. It is the morning line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Happy DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. here to the grid uh it is the morning line i'm joe ranieri here to get caught up with everything that happened over the last 24 hours in the world of sports and sports betting and of course all about lsu last night capping off one of the most dominant college football seasons uh that we have seen in the history of the game actually taking down a team that had won uh, 29 straight games taking down a quarterback that had won 25 straight games Taking down those Clemson Tigers. They are 42-25. to 25. National championship belongs in New Orleans. It belongs at LSU. They covered easily at four and a half uh, points. And two-thirds of the public betters. They love themselves. Some LSU Tigers. It was the, uh, it was the professional betters, the, uh, some of the big money guys, uh, which took it on the chin last night, as did... Many of the books who were uh, had heavy liability on the very fav- public favorite there being the LSU Tigers. Uh, Clemson, a lot of smart money late there pushing that line. Uh, if you had noticed it, it was hovering around five and a half, six all week long. And then about an hour or two just before uh, kickoff there, we saw that drop down to four, four and a half in some places. Uh, and I, I can see it even closed at four in uh, – in a few books here around the country. So uh, none of it mattered because ultimately LSU went on to cover uh, easily there, 42 to 25. But it is interesting that that money came in, it came in fast. There was a lot of it too. So usually when you have, uh, because the limits on how much you can bet are usually lifted and they're the highest they're going to be, uh, right before kickoff, that's when you can really tell. All right, so which way are the pros, the syndicates, the guys with the you know, guys with the big bucks? Where are they leaning? And it was very easy to see that they were leaning Clemson there. A lot of that money came in. Also, interesting enough, the total, uh, which opened at around 69, 69 and a half. I saw it reach 70, 70 and a half uh, over the last uh, two weeks, but it closed. At 66 and a half, it kept getting pushed down. The total kept getting bet down and bet down. And, of course, it landed at 67, which is, that's a win. That is an absolute win for overbetters. However, uh, most of that money, uh, certainly most of the professional money, uh, pushing that line down there had uh, under 67 and a half. Uh, and won their under bets because, obviously, if you got in late at 67, you were a push. Uh, but if you hopped in uh, last second and grabbed 66 and a half, that wasn't any good for the under. But uh, it was the professional bettors that took that line from about 69 and a half, very inflated line, 
and kept betting it and betting it and betting it and pushing it down. The public was all over the over, uh, but the pros were the ones that kept pushing that down, and they were rewarded uh, with an under last night. So uh, the sports books, they won with most of the public money being on the over in that game, but they lost whatever gains they might have had on the total. Uh, they lost on the side because uh, it was three out of four tickets. Uh, guys, mostly over the last two weeks, were banging LSU there. And outside of that uh, late big money betters coming in on uh, Clemson, uh, big payouts there to the public uh, for the sports book. So uh, all in all, great game. We move on. We got plenty of action uh, going even tonight, in fact, where you got six NBA games, 11 NHL games. 24 college hoops games in action. And, of course, we'll all be getting ready for uh, one final weekend here uh, to decide who will be traveling to Miami to be crowned the NFL champ. That's right, Super Bowl champions. Uh, we got two games left here on Sunday. We'll start diving into the marketplace there here in just a few, let you know exactly what the early Line movements are telling us, uh, indicating where does the public seem to be going, where do the pros seem to be going. Uh, We'll lay that out for you coming up. But yesterday, another bombshell uh, story was kind of uh, dropped in our lap, and I'm shocked that they announced this on a Monday and they didn't bury this on a Friday. But Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred announced their punishments and their findings regarding the Houston Astros cheating scandal uh, about uh, that was unearthed and uncovered a couple of months back after a former Astros pitcher named Mike Fires uh, did an interview and kind of blew the lid off of what was one of the worst kept secrets uh, in all of baseball about the Houston Astros back in uh, 2017 during their World Series run. Uh, might have been uh, using electronics uh, and other means to be able to try to steal signals and to try and gain an edge, certainly at home, to the point where uh, they were even setting up surveillance equipment uh, inside the right inside the tunnel there near the locker room, trying to figure out who, what, where, and how, banging on trash cans, doing all of this stuff. So, again, one of the worst kept secrets because most. Everybody that you talk to in baseball, they've known for a long time how the Astros uh, are stealing signs. It's been one of the biggest complaints. But when uh, when that interview came out and kind of blew the lid off of it, Rob Manfred and company really had no choice but to investigate. And what they found, not surprising. It should not be surprising. Uh, and I can tell you this, it is more surprising to people who are outside of the game, covering the game, um, than it is to people actually in the game. Because we've had a chance to talk to a lot of Major League Baseball players since this story broke out, former Major League Baseball players, former managers. And the reality is, as much as we all want to throw our hands up in the air and say, oh, I can't believe it, it's a part of the game. It's Stealing signs has always been a part of a game. Did they cross the line? Sure, a little bit. But this is not nearly as big a deal with players as it is with everybody else outside of the game. And mostly because when you ask players and when you talk to them, 
you still have to execute. You still, even if you know a fastball or curveball is coming, you still have to be able to hit the ball. And players will never admit that even if you know it's coming, I should have made a better pitch. It's just a mindset of what baseball players go through. And uh, was it uh, was it underhanded? No. Did Were they the only team doing it? Probably not. Uh, probably not due to the fact that, well, they're the only team that actually won anything by doing it, but they are far from the only team pushing the envelope in Major League Baseball, and Rob Manfred and everybody else in Major League Baseball knows it. They just had the most success with it, and that, of course, puts a bright light on the Houston Astros and the organization. And Rob Manfred left with little choice but to come down hard on the Astros organization. And they went ahead and not only uh, announced the $5 million maximum fine allowed under, I guess, what the uh, Major League Baseball Constitution reads. And the $5 million fine is pretty much the max that you can get for an infraction. Uh, So, ouch, the poor Houston Astro ownership there. And uh, Mr. Crane, five million. What is he going to do with five? Oh, five million dollars is brutal. Yeah. To put it in context, guys, the Houston Astros, when they started the 2017 baseball season, were valued at just about one billion dollars when uh, they won the World Series. Um, that number came a lot closer to $2 billion after that World Series win. So $5 million to gain close to, I don't know, $800 million in equity and in value for your organization? <laughs> yeah, I think they'll go ahead and trade that in any day. But having to fall on the sword and taken out along the way, manager A.J. Hinch, he was suspended for one year. The GM, Jeff Lufnow, Lonow, also suspended a year. The list goes on, draft picks, but it's the reactions of everybody, including the former general manager now, that's got everyone screaming. We'll go ahead and let you know what those reactions were. We'll do that coming up here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Good morning, live. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome in. Now might be a good time for you guys to locate us and subscribe on YouTube. Find the Sports Grid Network. You get all the sports betting and fantasy advice that you need all in one place all the time on YouTube at the Sports Grid Network. You never need to worry about missing an episode. Plus, hit that little bell in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, Don't forget, Instagram, 
You can tell us on there, get all the great highlights and, of course, uh, picks throughout the day. At Sports Grid TV is where you can find us there. And like I told you, we got plenty of action here tonight, not only on the uh, in the NBA, NHL, and college hoops. Uh, you've got an opportunity to certainly put your money where your mouth is. Open yourself up a sports wagering account. You can do so with FanDuel. It is New Jersey's largest sports book, after all. If you go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, you can receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks right now. That's right, a free bet of up to 500 bucks simply by opening a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You've got point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, college or pro sports. You are definitely in control, but you've got to get the FanDuel.com forward slash grid today. Open that new account and claim your free wager of up to 500 bucks today. Now, if you have a gambling problem, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website for details. And boy, oh boy, talk about cheating. Man. Higher standards for the city and the franchise. And I'm going above and beyond MLB's penalty. Today, I have made the decision to dismiss A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau. We need to move forward with a clean slate. And the Astros will become stronger a stronger organization because of this today. You can be confident that we will always do the right thing and will not have this happen again on my watch. Yeah, that would be the Houston Astros owner, Jim Crane, announcing that he, in fact, uh, accepts the league's findings. And uh, right after it was announced that not only the general manager, Jeff Lunau, but of course the uh, the GM, Jeff Lunau, rather, the manager, A.J. Hinch, were suspended uh, by Rob Manfred for their findings and their roles in this uh, in this cheating scandal. Uh, they basically uh, were, were going to be banned for baseball for a year. And certainly after that came out, we found that the team was not only going to be short $5 million, fined $5 million, they were also going to lose Uh, First and second round picks in 2020 and 2021. And that suspension lasted for about an hour before you just heard uh, Jim Crane there, the the owner, hold that press conference and announce that not only were they suspended, but now they are unemployed. And you heard him talk about how we need to uh, move forward with a clean slate, which is ironic since uh, somehow or another that's supposed to just wash everything away is get rid of the GM and the manager. And somehow that's going to be a clean slate. And again, this all started guys because former Astros player, Mike fires, who threw that no hitter back in 2015 for the Astros, uh, along with three other quote unidentified people affiliated with the Astros, all confirming that that 2017 championship season, uh, that players, along with uh, employees of the organization, uh, put together this uh, this scheme, this elaborate uh, scheme there to monitor catchers' signals from cameras uh, positioned inside the ballpark there that were relayed to monitors that were set up uh, in the tunnel by the Astros' locker room, which guys were monitoring, and then they relayed the signs to the guys at home plate, either by banging on trash cans or some other uh, ridiculous way. And now, of course, it's so funny that you 
bang on trash cans uh, to know what the pitch is coming. And now uh, the Astros reputation is just that trash and crane. I I listen. He's in an impossible situation. I get it. There is no way I think you could remain, uh, keep these guys employed uh, for that. You've got to wipe the stink off. But the real question is going to be what happens now to the Boston Red Sox manager, uh, Mr. Cora there, Joey Cora, because uh one of the things to pull away, Alex Cora, rather, uh, one of the things to pull away from Rod Manfred's findings yesterday was that this entire thing, apparently, mastermind by the Boston Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, who was heavily, and I mean heavily, guys, implicated in what Mon, uh, Rob Manfred released yesterday and in their report. So... Major League Baseball says that they have not concluded or figured out what the punishment for Alex Cora is going to be just yet, but they are still investigating the Boston Red Sox because, let's face it, pretty good chance that if he had, uh, if he was orchestrating that in Houston, what was going to stop him from doing it in Boston? So he was the bench coach for the Astros during that World Series run there in 2017. And, I mean, it spells it out, guys. Alex Cora was the guy behind it, orchestrated it, put it together, ran it, uh, ran it apparently. And he was a guy that uh, I guess would call the Astros video replay room early in the season to obtain information regarding the signals that opponents were using. He streamlined the process. I mean, it's, it is damning for Alex Cora, who is really at this point a dead man walking. It is just a matter of, if not when, uh, just a matter of when, not if, he is going to be removed from the Boston Red Sox organization. Although, ironically enough, you wouldn't notice it if you actually tuned into any local media outlets in Boston. They're acting like this is uh, nothing, uh, nothing to see here. They have no idea acting as if somehow or another the Red Sox aren't implicated that Alex Cora somehow is. This is all just uh, all just fluff. It's just you hate us because you don't want to be us. Yeah, that's it's amazing. You won't be you'll be hard pressed to find one news outlet or one certainly sports uh, media outlet in Boston that is uh, honing in on Alex Cora right now and talking about this not happening, guys. But the truth is they haven't concluded what this is going to be or how it's going to be, I can tell you this. If the Red Sox, no matter what it is at this point, the cat is out of the bag. Once Rob Manfred implicated him in that report yesterday, I don't know how he remains a manager in any capacity or an employee of the Boston Red Sox, especially since his suspension is reportedly going to be far longer than what A.J. Hinch is the manager was to receive. So it's quite obvious they have the person that is really going to take the fall here, and that is Alex Cora. So the question remains, when, not if, and how fast will it be before the Boston Red Sox organization gets out in front of this? They know it's coming. I would be absolutely shocked if uh, if the announcement of Alex Cora stepping down or, or walking away Something along those lines, uh, we don't hear it sooner rather than later because I, otherwise, Boston, you are just 
you are sitting there implicating yourself, unless, of course, they find something to implicate the Boston Red Sox that he implemented there, and why wouldn't he? You know, when you read the uh, what was going on here, guys, it's it's hilarious. He really was. Rob Manfred spells it out. He really was the guy that apparently A.J. Hinch, during a couple of times during the season, apparently broke the monitors that they were using uh, to relay those signals back into the uh, into the tunnel there in the replay room. Uh, he was apparently so bent about it, thought it was ridiculous, and it spells it out. Manfred talks about how uh, A.J. Hinch really, he was kind of vindicated with this because Car- – Manfred wrote that, listen, he he absolutely showed his displeasure. He wasn't happy about it, but unfortunately, he did not stop it. He did not go out of his way to end the practice, although he did do a number of different things voicing his displeasure about it, but never did anything to actually stop the process from happening. And that was why he was suspended. Uh, the other situation, of course, was Jeff Lunau, who is just alienated about everybody because Lunau was the guy that releases a statement yesterday. And the opening statement is, I just want to, you know, I take full responsibility there for uh, uh, for what uh, what happened under my watch. However, I'm not a cheater. And he goes on in his, uh, he flat out says it, I'm not a cheater. Anybody who worked closely with me during my 32-year career inside and outside of baseball can attest to my integrity. I do not know, uh, I do not know rules were being broken, which is hilarious because you were just suspended and then fired for cheating. And he opens the statement with, I am not a cheater. He then goes on to act as if he had absolutely no idea what was going on there. He points the finger at Alex Cora. That is absolutely, yes. He blames Alex Cora and lower-level Astros uh, employees that orchestrated this whole thing. He had no idea what was going on. And yet, Rob Manford of Major League Baseball who have uh, quite uh, detailed uh, findings here uh, with the over 60-some-odd people that they interviewed, uh, emails, they've got everything. It's, uh, it's quite obvious that he knew exactly what was going on because the owner, the owner, Jim Crane, had actually, on record, approached him during that season and said, Major League Baseball sent us a warning here. Do you know if this is going on in the clubhouse, make sure it stops. They have that on record. And of course, he didn't make it stop. He just continued to watch it happen. More on the cheating scandal. Major League Baseball will do that next year on the grid. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. I want to say one thing to the American people. 
I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. When the Oh, very true. Very, very true. Yes. The theme around the sports world, cheating. The Houston Astros, uh, pretty much uh, the hammer comes down on the Astros there. As they were found uh, guilty of cheating their way through the 2017 World Series championship. And uh, along the way, they have managed to suspend the manager, general manager, A.J. Hinch and uh, Jeff Lunau. Uh, They also got fired uh, by the ownership group there in Houston. Uh, Mr. Crane says, you got to go. Former assistant GM Brandon Taubman, he's suspended for one year, although they had removed him already a couple of months back. Uh, They also are giving up uh, their first and second round picks for the next two years. And they were also fined $5 million, which I, I think is hilarious, given the fact that they made close to a billion dollars in value uh, by winning that championship since winning that championship in 2017. But really, the big findings here is that it points out beyond a shadow of a doubt that Alex Cora, the Houston bench coach, the now Boston Red Sox manager, was the mastermind behind all of it. And he was the guy that fueled it. He was the guy that streamlined the process. So one has to wonder, because they are now, in fact, Major League Baseball investigating the uh, the Boston Red Sox. And you have to wonder, would this be something he only did in 2017 with the Astros? Would he have not brought this knowledge? Isn't it once a cheater, always a cheater? Isn't that uh, they would have figured out something to do in Boston? So... Uh, the hunt is on, uh, Rob Manfred and major league baseball said they, uh, will not release the punishment for Alex Gore until they finish the investigation into Boston. But again, what, you know, there is, if he's the mastermind and we already know what happened to AJ Hinch and company, then I have absolutely no doubt that Alex Cora will be at least double that to their, the fines and everything else. Uh, He very much well could be finished in Major League Baseball just like that. And it's funny the way Manfred really did kind of just everybody, not only Rob Manfred, uh, but of course, Jeff Lunau in his released statement pushes it all on Cora and pretends like he had nothing to do with it. Absolutely no idea what was going on. This was all him. But yet, There was about two months into the 2017 season, there was absolutely also current Mets manager, by the way, Carlos Beltran. He was mentioned by name as to somebody that was involved with the whole banging uh, on the drum and banging on the garbage can system there. No word yet on what that is. So far, no players have been implicated at all. But this is definitely falling on the GM and the manager and the organization. And there was a letter, uh, and this had happened, listen, 2016, uh, they had looked into the Astros. 2017, a letter was sent to the Astros owner saying, if this is going on, stop it. And then, of course, uh, that is really where 
the ownership group went to Lunau and said, listen, you are two, two emails that were uncovered sent to Lunau pointing out that if this is going on, okay, if this is happening, make sure it stops. And then, of course, uh, it did not stop. It, it progressed right through, obviously, the uh, the World Series there. And Lunau was suspended by Rob Manfred simply because the scandal happened under his watch. And failure by leaders of the baseball operations department and the field manager to adequately manage the employees under their supervision. That is what Rob Manfred wrote in his findings, which is why he justified suspending Hinch and Lunau. Manfred left the discipline of the lower level Astros employees. Um, He's saying that this was completely under the discretion of Lunau, that he knew what was going on and he could have intervened. The owner even went to him and said, stop it if this is what's going on. And he did not. But that did not stop Lunau, of course, from releasing that statement yesterday saying, got nothing to do with me, guys. Uh, I am not a cheater, although I take full responsibility under my watch. However, I'm not a cheater. But yet he was just he was just caught cheating and overseeing it and not doing anything about it. Now, A.J. Hinch, on the other hand. He did release a statement as well, only there could not be uh, two statements that were further apart from one another. Uh, A.J. Hinch took full responsibility uh, for his actions and for his role in this. He, He said, listen, it was my responsibility. I should have done more. I didn't. And this is all on me. Uh, He didn't make any excuses, didn't deny anything. He just basically said, I'm good to go. And again, Manfred's report kind of vindicated Hinch when he wrote that. Uh, He showed uh, a number of different times throughout the season his displeasure with it, mostly destroying the monitors they were using uh, in order to be able to decode the, the signs. So he showed a number of times he was not happy with it. However, he just he never told anybody to stop. But that is not the organ. That is not the way Lunau uh, <laughs> Lunau went. Lunau went just guns a blazing, uh, blaming everybody. Uh, it's just absolutely hysterical. I did not personally direct, oversee, and engage in any misconduct. the uh, The sign stealing initiative was not planned or directed by baseball men. I, he went uh, over and over and over, basically throwing. Cora under the bus saying it was all him and that uh, this is ridiculous and uh, but I take full responsibility and I'm not a cheater. Uh, I do not know uh, if this guy ever works again in Major League Baseball. Uh, he is certainly not going down without swinging uh, but at this particular point I've got to believe that A.J. Hinch, one of the best managers in the game I, I do believe his contriteness there and his ability to be able to say, my bad, guys, I take full responsibility. I think that'll go a long way in helping him return to Major League Baseball. As far as Jeff Lunau, yeah, no, don't see that happening uh, anytime, uh, anytime soon. So uh, congratulations to the Astros organization to do the right thing here quickly uh, because this story will die down eventually. There are uh, a whole lot of people, though, that feel the Boston Red Sox should be proactive here 
and get out in front and make sure that uh, because obviously the damage is done with Cora. He's already implicated. So if he's implicated, what is there? If A.J. Hinch gets fired, what is the Red Sox doing keeping a cheater who in all likelihood is going to be suspended way longer than what Hinch got, which was a full year? Why is he still employed and why are the Red Sox not saying anything? I doubt it will be very long before why they remain silent, although like we told you, you'd be hard-pressed to find any sort of talk of this in the media in Boston, acting as if there's nothing to see here, but there, in fact, is going to be plenty to see. The only question is, did he also bring down the Boston Red Sox, who may or may not have had some success based upon the knowledge, uh, his cheating ability? But I will, like I said, to start with, this is much bigger issue for many of those outside of Major League Baseball than it is for the players of Major League Baseball because the players will all tell you, listen, since the beginning of time, we're all in our own way trying to steal signs, trying to gain an edge. Uh, It really was one of the worst-kept secrets in baseball. Everyone kind of knew what was going on. And honestly, if you are, and this was another reaction from a lot of people in the game, the reaction was, we got to be better at, at hiding signs then. We we can't be, we knew it was going on and we still weren't better enough to be able to mask it. So players like, yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. But again, like Alex Cora, where did Alex Cora get it? You think he invented it with Houston or did he get it along the line? This is, again, the worst kept secret. It has been happening for years, it, the Astros are far from the only organization, I'm sure, that have done something along these lines and used electronics and video. The problem is they were the most successful. And of course, now Rob Manfred has to step in and show that uh, he is not messing around. But the idea that somehow this should, uh, the World Series should be taken away. That was the other hot take we got throughout the day yesterday. The World Series should be taken away. Taking away where? Like, what What are you supposed to do with the World Series now? Are we supposed to vacate the World Series? There is nothing worse in sports than when punishment includes pretending that victories did not happen. That is, uh, there is nothing to me in the world of sports that is more stupid, that is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. We've seen this with scandals in the past with Penn State. Oh, or vacate the win. You're, you're going to pretend that there is nothing worse than pretending that games did not happen, number one, and number two, that there weren't actually winners and losers or outcomes of those games. So uh, taking away the World Series is not going to take away the reality of what happened there. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. The people behind it paid the price. Although I do think the money aspect is a joke with the five million since they made eight hundred million. I am sure the five million dollar price tag associated with winning a World Series, if it gets you there and the windfall that comes after it, I am not really sure five million dollars is going to deter organizations from pushing the envelope further. And if you gotta sacrifice a GM and a manager these days so be it we'll find another one we're good to go uh it's uh it's a very slippery slope it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward but for right now 
we all wait to see what is the punishment. What did the Red Sox know? Did they do anything? And exactly how long is it going to take them to realize Alex Cora is a dead man walking and it is time to remove him as the manager of the Boston Red Sox and fire him in the wake of what is about to be handed down by Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. But let us not pretend like the Astros still did not win the World Series. They are still World Series champs. Nothing anybody does is going to be able to take that away, including some sort of uh, rule that says, you're not champions anymore. No, they are. They won it. They got the trophy. Did they cheat? Absolutely. But if I am Pete Rose right now, and I am Pete Rose's people, and you just admit, admitted, admitted that we had a cheating scandal in Major League Baseball, uh, not the Black Sox scandal where they threw a World Series, but at the same time, a cheating scandal nonetheless, uh, and you have a lifetime ban for Pete Rose because he gambled on baseball, another no-no, because of the integrity of the game, well, what does this say about the integrity of the game? These guys got a one-year suspension. Uh, no players were implicated, even though they're the ones that executed it. Um, exactly how do you still justify keeping Pete Rose banned for life, your all-time hits leader? I, I can't wait to see the argument for this one way or the other coming up because it will be brought up time and time again. And they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with this. But we'll have more on the cheating scandal, what it means moving forward, plus the NFL coming up this weekend, final two games. We'll do that coming up as we look to make it rain. Back tomorrow, breaking it all down for you here on The Morning Line. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. What happens now to the Boston Red Sox manager, uh, Mr. Cora there, Joey Cora, because uh, one of the things to pull away, Alex Cora, rather, uh, one of the things to pull away from Rod Manfred's findings yesterday was that this entire thing, apparently, mastermind by the Boston Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, who was heavily, and I mean heavily, guys, implicated in what Mon, uh, Rob Manfred released yesterday and in their report. So Major League Baseball says that they have not concluded or figured out what the punishment for Alex Cora is going to be just yet, but they are still investigating the Boston Red Sox because, let's face it, pretty good chance that if he had, uh, if he was orchestrating that in Houston, what was going to stop him from doing it? In Boston. So he was the bench coach for the Astros during that World Series run there in 2017. And I mean, it spells it out, guys. Alex Cora was the guy behind it, orchestrated it, put it together, ran it, uh, ran it apparently, 
And he was a guy that uh, I guess would call the Astros video replay room early in the season to obtain information regarding the signals that opponents were using. He streamlined the process. I mean, it's it is damning for Alex Cora, who is really at this point a dead man walking. It is just a matter of if not when uh, just a matter of when, not if he is going to be removed from the Boston Red Sox organization. Although, ironically enough, you wouldn't notice it. If you actually tuned into any local media outlets in Boston, they're acting like this is uh, nothing, uh, nothing to see here. They have no idea acting as if somehow or another the Red Sox aren't implicated that Alex Cora somehow is. This is all just uh, all just fluff. It's just you hate us because you don't want to be. us. Yeah, that's it's amazing. You won't be you'll be hard pressed to find one news outlet or one certainly sports uh, media outlet in Boston that is uh, honing in on Alex Cora right now and talking about this not happening guys. But the truth is they haven't concluded what this is going to be or how it's going to be. I can tell you this, if the Red Sox, no matter what it is at this point, the cat is out of the bag. Once Rob Manfred implicated him in that report yesterday, I don't know how he remains a manager in any capacity or an employee of the Boston Red Sox, especially since his suspension is reportedly going to be far longer than what A.J. Hinch is the manager was to receive. So it's quite obvious they have the person that is really going to take the fall here, and that is Alex Cora. 